I'm Paige Lightman, the DM, and I'd like to welcome you to Aglarond. Aglarond is a peaceful pastoral land of half-elves. Our heroes are part of the Foresters, elite scouts and rangers charged with defending Aglarond's borders, particularly against the fascist nation of Thay and their undead hordes. Currently, our heroes are on patrol between these two countries. So our heroes are, are headed back to Fortress Glarendar at this very moment. They have just gotten through the gates. They have gotten the guard drake through the gates. And uh, they're, they're about to report in to the people who are important. Yes. If I remember correctly, we were just about to reconvene after talking to the second in command. And I believe some people had investigated the Griffins. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. Um, if I remember correctly, it was myself, Mira, and Wildfire that went to go check out what was going on with the Griffins? No, it was Silvio. Ah, yes. Uh, and then Wildfire and Victor went to go talk to the, uh, um, mm -hmm. yeah. the tieflings, right? We made sure the tieflings were okay, and then we went to go talk to the leadership. I believe where we left off, you guys had just arrived, and we were about to have a uh, a full discussion about all the things that were going on. I do want to remind you of the note you had received. The note that is not now clean, but just missing pieces. <laughs> but so clean. Yes. I do not think this word clean means what you think it means. <laughs> Um, because of that note, we think the tieflings are being targeted, and our suspicions are uh, also raised by the fact that griffins are currently suspiciously out of commission. Yes, so Glarendar is home to 12 griffins that are the core of the Griffin Riders, a scouting and patrol quick response unit. The uh, riders themselves have been dispatched to Velprintalar, the capital, to go get a cleric veterinarian to bring back. Uh, so they're not in residence, leaving only uh, one griffin keeper there to take care of the, the mounts. One completely not suspicious single person in charge of watching the poisoned griffins. Y'all are suspicious people, and it hurts my feelings. <laughs> I think it's fine. I want you to notice the same exact motions she makes when we discover clues in this game, and she doesn't want us to... Yeah, see that grin? <laughs> yeah, you can see me. You can see me. Uh, so why don't we all meet in a, you know, in a, I assume there's meeting rooms, and discuss what we've found. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a map of Fort Glarendar. It is quite large. Uh, just as an orientation to Fort Glarendar, which you are all quite familiar with, having done much training here. Uh, these three buildings on the south side are the barracks. They each hold about uh, 24 people each. And it's a mix of men and women and non-binary folks and humans, elves, half-elves, few halflings uh, in there as well. 
These are the officer's quarters over here. They're a little nicer. This is the arsenal or the armory over here, which includes the blacksmithy, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. uh, and some stables over on the side, but not much in the way of stables. This is the main tower, the top of which is where the griffins are kept. And uh, this is the bailey, which is uh, some defensive buildings that uh, are around the front door. And in fact, a lot of those conference rooms are actually in the bailey because that's where there's more space to be had. And we'll be keeping the tieflings uh, near us, not in the room while we discuss things, but close enough we can hear them if they start screaming. Right. In the room, not in the room where it happens, but close. Mm -hmm. You know, scream distance. Got it. Why do we think there's going to be screaming? Uh, the note seems to imply that one of the chief things, most likely the one that said he worked directly for the high ranking uh, Thayan wizard, yes. may, yeah, may have information he doesn't even know he has. And oh. Thay is, you know, just going to keep things simple. They're just going to kill him. In fact, they're even going to use, uh, I believe, didn't you recognize a magic item or spell or something from it, Wildfire? Yeah, it was a, it was a scarab, I believe. I need to review the document, but... Sure. Let me, uh, it's a handout, actually, in World 20. The Scarab of Eternal Nights? That. Right. That will keep them from raising, from being able to raise him. I do not think that is the murder weapon. Uh, also, do we feel comfortable enough with Goose to leave Goose maybe with a rather large bone with the tieflings, and that way we do not uh, have to worry about if we can hear them, given that there are some spells that make it very difficult to hear, like, oh, say, silence? Mm. <clears throat> I mean, I don't know that I would trust Goose alone with them. I don't... Um... Well, I mean, I don't know what she's capable of yet, other than heinous murder. Hmm. Maybe not what we want, but right. if it's uh, if it's going to bother you, perhaps I could stay with the tieflings. So each of these squares is actually ten feet, so y'all can scooch up in here and still be quite comfortable. You know, split the party. I I think we need your input in the discussions, Ross. Um, so since you can't trust Goose, is she here with us or is she in a pen? Uh, so last we left, we had put her into a metal cage up in the Griffin Roost uh, where they have such things for, for beasts. But uh, since then, I feel as though I'm developing some sort of emotional bond with her. So, Paige, you tell me. So the uh, Lariel du Carlang, uh, the remaining griffin keeper, is perfectly happy to leave Goose in the baby pen, which is a, a, a kind of a mesh cage about four or five feet on a side. So that she can poison her. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much easier if they're all in the same place, is all I'm saying. Sure, sure. I uh, feel like she's going to have a much harder time poisoning a black 
guard Drake, then she will some griffins, though. Now, poisoning with acid, yes. Poisoning with poison. Good point, good point. Uh, no, I think I think for this specific encounter, she is in the the dragon roost or the griffin roost. Okay, soon to be dragon roost. Mwahaha. Mwahaha. It's all good by me. Uh, and in fact, she's somewhat of a celebrity at this point because most anyone in this particular fortress have not seen anything like her before, and. Th- like these, most of the uh, armed services of Aglarond are mostly rangers with a fair few beastmasters, and they're like, What the hell is that thing? So everybody's got to go look at it at this point. Sure. Hmm. hmm. Well, I can certainly leave Hewitt uh, with the tieflings in the room, and Hewitt can warn me if anything weird happens for sure. Excellent. So, what did you discover uh, investigating the Griffins? Wildfire and I discovered that the Teethlings were still alive, which is great, and that the second in command basically has our back and wants us to investigate our suspicions. And he's not quite as piratey when you talk to him in private. <laughs> well, I think we discovered that the Griffins are being poisoned with some sort of. Uh, long-acting poison that makes it look like they're suffering from a disease. But uh, there's a few clues that give them away. Uh, and hmm. someone, of course, is poisoning all of them at the same time. So that person must have access to them unhindered over long periods of time. Because I think this kind of poison has to be administered in small amounts um, over said long period of time. I think is what my professional opinion would be. How long... Yeah, that's a good question. Paige? Uh, probably four or five days. So almost a week, I think. Four or hey. five days at least. GM, how long has it been since the newest batch of recruits arrived here? Uh, they have been here uh, about five days. So I am... So some people claim that I am suspicious by nature. I think it's total bunk. But all the new recruits arrived about five days ago. I believe the tieflings mentioned that one of them was awfully interested in the tieflings and very uh, surprised to see them, some would say. I feel, And they also suffered an attack as they were coming in, perhaps to try to attempt to prove that they were trustworthy and kill off some of them to to ingratiate themselves with their fellows. It seems like there is a conspiracy going on here by the Zentarum. Ross by is... Zentarum. By the by the Theans, sorry. By yeah. the Theans. Those different bad guys. I, mean, different, is... I just I just loaded the wrong bad guy, sorry. The Zentarum are not bad guys in this edition, I will have you know. Sure. Ross is not uh, along as you start explaining, as though like everything you're saying makes absolute perfect sense. So going by Wildfire's theory, whoever looked best in the ambush is probably our person because they no doubt had foreknowledge and the ambushers were trying to make them look good. What if the 
infiltrator took an arrow to a non-vital location. Oh, like a knee? Like some sort of... No, you need those. (laughs) Or or perhaps the infiltrator managed to replace one of the new recruits during that conflict and is now pretending to be that new recruit through some sort of magical means? The Zalkir in question was the Zalkir Zalkir of transmutation magic? Yes. So, I mean, if any Zalkir that's, was going to use an infiltrator like that. That's not that hard. Maybe I mean, maybe it's actually like a doppelganger of some sort. Some some kind of magical creature that can shape change naturally. Would there, does love some doppelgangers. Would there be a way to root out such magical deception, Wildfire? Not easily. I mean, we could... There are some magics that might be able to sift some truth from lies. I don't have many of them in my spell book, but we could certainly head down to the um, garrison keeper, the... What's his name? Sorry. Uh, the second in command is Perrin Alistrara. Or is she the one who... Sorry, No, no, go ahead. Do you want to talk to uh, Perrin Alistrara, who's the second in command... Do you want to talk to um, Do you want to talk to Saladiel de Brichanteau, who is kind of the the over commander? Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk to uh, uh, Yelwin uh, Guilion, who is the quartermaster, who's kind of probably the quartermaster is what uh, what Wildfire would be thinking. Yeah, see if the quartermaster perhaps had some scrolls of some specific spells that might be useful for uh, investigation. In a sure. slightly urban setting. Well, you're, you're not our only resource. Uh, Mara, do you perhaps have any magics that might be useful? Uh, to try and ascertain who's poisoning these creatures? Uh, I think we're that or the infiltrator. In fact, if you oh. could just solve both, that would be awesome. I think the, <laughs> for the infiltrator, we'll have to interrogate them. I honestly don't know how we would detect their uh, awful machinations either. You might I'm, already have a spell that specifically is useful against shape changers. Uh, I haven't used my magic in that role before. What spell might that be? Uh, I believe you actually trained your little jellyfish companions to purge shape changing magic, for, which seemed odd at the time, <laughs> but it's serendipitous now. So we're going to make all of them stand in the Nidarian column? It's just an amazing foresight. It, we we can just call it, call it hazing, right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll I'm do pretty it. sure we're not supposed to do that. We'll do it first. If the, so, if, the, if we we will need to be very sure that it is shape shifting before we do that, because if it's not shape shifting, then we will have played our entire hand at that point. Mm. I, I think we could convince uh, Alistar, correct page. Hmm. Perrin Alistar? Alistar is his name? Perrin Alistrara. Alistrara. I believe we can convince Alistrara to back our play. I think the note gives enough evidence for us to do that. But if we're going to do something of that level of obviousness, Mm. we better be very damn sure that it's shape-changing magic, which I I think we need to spend some time figuring out, to be honest. Mm. If we need time... I have no problem staying with the tieflings and protecting them. 
I don't think that's a bad idea either. Um, yeah, so we, we, we need some... I mean, honestly, this might be... We might be able to solve this by just getting to know all the new recruits. I mean, I'm not... I've been told I'm not a great judge of character, but I believe some of you are. I don't know. For someone to do something like this, it's almost as if they would need performance as their apex skill. Uh, you mean deception? What did deception. I say? Uh, performance. performance. This same goes back difference. to a, a fate game we played uh, several years ago where Coda, Coda's character had performance as his apex skill. It and was, served. <laughs> it, was, it was teased. Ugh. What about any of the items that we found among the dragon's belongings? Would any of those help with such endeavors? There's no lasso of truth in here. Maybe for changing for something that <laughs> maybe for changing was something that would be helpful. Sadly, none of these would be directly helpful. Uh, but we did say we would talk to the quartermaster about uh, trading some out. Perhaps they have some items that would be more useful. Indeed. Perhaps we can go about uh, acquiring some scrolls. I was specifically thinking to see if they had a scroll of perhaps detect magic. Um, the Mira, did you you attempted to remove net remove poison on the um, individuals? It uh, helped a little bit, but I think whatever whatever they're suffering from, uh, they are they still have in their blood. Hmm. That's interesting. If it was a natural poison, it should have been removed. Do you have the ability to... Um, oh, what is it called? Lesser... Lesser restoration. Do you have to restore people? Magically? Um, I, I do. I think that's what I used, in fact. Hmm. Yeah. Yes, he did use lesser restoration, which would give him a poisoned king. Terribly sorry. Andrew the player chose for Mira to use the spell lesser restoration, which could her the poison condition. But our discussion last week was that it's the poison. Getting rid of the poison condition does not treat the underlying cause, just the symptoms. So, Paige, as a player, I have a theory. Uh, let's see if the character wildfire shares my theory which is that if it's not a poison then it's probably some sort of curse that seems reasonable okay sorry i had a 17 18 on my arcana roll yes well that that yes that seems reasonable hmm. there are also magical diseases that are very hard to very hard to remove Sure, but uh, the the real question is, is is it the real question is is like this is an intersection between like fat as fast acting as it is and also as hard to remove as it is, right? Mm -hmm. Like as a player, that that screams curse to me. Yeah, um, but and curse is a very reasonable uh, estimation. So possibly as well, <clears throat> they might we might be able to find the quartermaster a 
scroll of remove curse, which I could learn and then and then apply to these griffins to see if it has a palliative effect. Palliative? Palliative. And then uh, if, if that doesn't work, <laughs> mirrors should be able to find magically exactly what poison or disease it is tomorrow. Right. Or um, perhaps uh, someone with better arcana than I can examine them. I'm certainly happy to examine them. Well, there, <clears throat> you could. There's a spell you could memorize tomorrow that would just tell you. Oh, okay. I mean, it's not one you would normally have. Right. So... What is that? <laughs> it is called detect poison and disease. Oh well, that's that's really useful. I'm surprised clinicians in this world haven't uh, ba outright banned it. <laughs> <laughs> Some sort of a yeah yeah. Well, it doesn't tell you which poison or disease. Uh, <clears throat> just the presence. You also yeah. yeah I mean in theory. It specifically identifies it. Hmm. Okay. So then, how long do you think it would take for us to enact each of these plans? To learn the scroll if they have one, and to identify what exactly it is afflicting the griffins? Oh, well, we... well, we can go right up to the quartermaster, like... I don't know, uh, right now, and find out if they have this scroll and any magic items that might be useful. Uh, as for the spell to detect, it sounds like uh, Mira has to decide on that tomorrow. Uh, Wildfire can go take a look with his keen magic senses, and uh, we can start meeting the recruits tonight. Paige, would the quartermaster be the person that I bring the scales that I've harvested to to mm -hmm. forge? All right. Yep. She is a uh, competent blacksmith mm -hmm. as well as a leathersmith. Okay. Um, if you don't mind, uh, I would like to join you at the uh, uh, quartermaster wildfire. I don't see why we wouldn't most of us go. Perhaps one or two of us stay with the tieflings. I think we're all interested in potentially trading in some of this dragon loot. Uh, we should mm -hmm. just we can just take the tieflings with us. I mean, it's just 40 feet away. I mean, it's not a large... Yeah, sure. I mean... Still well within scream range. Well, I mean, mm -hmm. Hewitt is still there and will uh, uh, warn us if anything odd happens, for sure. I mean, odd is a daily occurrence around here. Specifically, Odd Hewitt's pretty smart, so I trust him not to bother me unless it's actually important. Hewitt comes to you and is like, "Hey, do you know there's a Black Guard Drake here? It's real odd." <laughs> we, he and I have had several conversations about the Black Guard Drake. He's not a fan, not a fan at all. Goose wants to play. Good. Maybe it'll keep him off my snout. <laughs> well, then uh, let's head to the quartermaster then. All right. Oh. That was pretty cool. All right, all right. Let's go somewhere else now. <laughs> I want to see all the transitions. <laughs> I'm saving up my tricks, Ron. I'm saving right. up my tricks. We're so, uh, Yelwyn Gwalian is a, an elven woman. Uh, and she's kind of on the 
far side of middle-aged. So she has been around and uh, she works as a blacksmith and a leathersmith creating arms and armor for uh, uh, Fortress Clarendar. And uh, she's also the quartermaster. She's very patient, very organized, very unflappable. And you can tell she's actually working in the smithy because you can hear the 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 uh, chiming of hammers as you go closer to it. So, what would you like to do? All right. I, uh, as we go in, I will start fetching out all of the uh, dragon scales that I've harvested. Okay. Are you the quartermaster? Oh, I... She turns around and, like, takes a... She's wearing, like, a big heavy apron, and she has, like, a hat on with a piece of smoked glass in the front of it, and she pulls it off, and she's got these long ears that kind of unfurl out of it, and long blonde braids. Uh, oh, yes, I've heard of you, but we haven't met. Uh, Yelwyn, nice to meet you. I'll kind of look down at her hand, thinking for a moment. It's filthy, oh. and it's scarred. Right. And I'll kind of take the hand, her hand in an awkward handshake. Yeah. Ah, right. There you go. Uh, how can I help you, soldier? Uh, my companions and I just got back from arranging, and we took down a dragon out in the swamps. A dragon? There hasn't Don't. been a dragon out in the swamps in a Gushi's age. Uh... What kind? How big? What color? I was hoping you would be able to do something with these. And I'll pull out some various uh, parts of dragon. Okay. I mean, you, you get the scales and you get the bone and, you know. Some teeth. And... Some teeth. Well, I imagine taxidermy's not what you had in mind. Hmm. Not if I can't wear it. Fair. Though I've seen I've seen taxidermy you can wear. Like this druid came in and he had this bare head on his face. Fine. Uh armor then? Hmm. Yes, I think that would do quite nice. Hmm. Alright. A minute. And she turns around and gives a rapid fire series of instructions in Elvish to several other smiths and people in the forge and uh, leans her hammer carefully against a wall and then uh, digs around on a bench, comes up with a handful of string and says, come over here and let me measure you up. Of course, while we do that, with a dragon comes dragon loot. And I believe some of my companions here might have been interested in bartering. Oh, it's not really bartering. I'll trade out what I can as fair as possible. But uh, it's not like you can annoy me to get a better price. I am on, in fact, your side. You've clearly never met my companions. Are you with Toussaint's group? Yes. Oh, 
I've met him. Believe me. Perhaps there, you've met uh, our new commander, Victor. I, I words gone out. Words gone about. There's a. There's in fact a Deadpool on him. Oh, you must tell me as we do the measurements. How, how right. big is it thus far? Are you there? Oh, yeah, we're, no, we're all there. Okay. Yeah. Toussaint was, I was just seeing to the arrangements of the tieflings. So I, I, I'm showing up a little later. Okay. How big is uh, the pool? <laughs> it's up uh, up to 62 gold last I saw. Uh, oh, good. We can all buy into the Deadpool before Victor shows up, and then uh, it's totally fine. I need to be in the thousands to really get my blood moving. Because then I have a fairly large effect on this Deadpool, so... <laughs> I, I don't... shouldn't let me enter? That'd be yeah, a bad idea? I don't think we will. That's probably that's probably best, Not actually. Not that I'm in charge of it, of course. Who, who started it? I'm just interested. I want to go shake their hand. I'll pass along your felicitations. Excellent, excellent. It would be most unfortunate if Victor were to be found burnt to a crisp on a mission. Wait. What are you guys talking about in here? Oh, nothing. Oh, nothing at all. oh I nothing. Okay. How, Victor, how, how tall would you say that you are? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I was uh, like six, six two at the last uh, check-in. What, what's, your, what's your measurement at the shoulders? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, I'd have to, I don't know. I'd have to ask my uh, tailor. Is there is there an accomplishment in your life that you're most proud of? <laughs> <laughs> Thus far. Just important questions that we as your loyal followers want to know. Did you uh, broach the subject of the items we found in Dragon Slayer, or has Ross been trying to peddle off the dragon's kidneys that he had a slip all the way from the swamp? Oh, did you get the kidneys? They're so valuable, right? Yes! Mm, finally, someone who understands. Absolutely. You can dry them and then powder them, and they make an excellent type of um, emery file for polishing all kinds of weapons, because it's got mm. that acidic tinge in it. I, I go off with her and we start talking how to butcher dragons while getting a fitting. So. Sure. Well, she takes the string and measures you and ties knots in the string. Also, you say that we have to slept back. We all know that Rass slept all of that shit back. Yeah, but like, I, I carried some of his normal gear so he could carry more bits and pieces. Oh, no. you. <laughs> <laughs> He lives a hard life, man. He lives a hard, hard life. <laughs> well, uh, so once the fitting is complete... Yep, it takes 10 or 15 minutes. She says it'll be a couple of 10 days before she can get it made, though. Right. Uh, we were also interested in uh, what scrolls you might have available, as well as what uh, magical items we could potentially trade in for. I usually trade like for like. Mm-hmm. Uh, in means of approximate value. Uh, and I have a bunch of different scrolls. We have many folk here who are happy to scribe them as well. Excellent. Well, I was looking for specifically uh, detect thoughts and a remove curse. 
detect thoughts. Now that's not one I see very often. Mm. Um, we don't have any of those, but I can send to my person in the Yorwood to get some sent to us. That would be excellent. Uh, remove curse. I think we have a few. I'll have to check with my secretary. That'd be great. So she uh, uh, takes the strings, because it looks like just like a cat's cradle of string at this point, and takes it and wads it into a ball and puts it into a uh, uh, like a pigeonhole, because there's a bunch of pigeonholes on one side of the shop, puts it into a pigeonhole and says, this way, and uh, heads into the administrative areas of the arsenal and starts uh, goes into an office where there are several people working and uh, starts flipping around in a bunch of file cabinets. I wait patiently. I know how this goes. Yep. Remove, remove, remove warts. That's not been used, but remove disease. Those get used a lot. Remove, ah, curse. This was misfiled. I guess it's different now, mission anyway. Uh, what do you have? Is this an official requisition? Like, do you have something signed by Alistar or the like? Or are you just trying to trade this out for something? Um, well, so how, how do the scrolls work, Paige? I, I, as a character, I would know this. But as a player, I don't, right? Does she take sure. gold for scrolls? Right, because like that's... She's, she's happy to take gold. Okay. Um, she's happy to take a signature from Perrin Alistrara. Those have been forged so many times that she often goes and discusses it with him personally. Um, <laughs> sure, sure. And wow. Sometimes also he signs them and forgets he signs them. We're a repeatable bunch. <laughs> yes. Uh, how much are third level scrolls? Uh, I don't recall. I'd have to look it up. Perhaps it, we could. Not for... much. Like 150, maybe? 200, 300. And also ascending. Ascending. Uh, Is it uh, military business? Um, just, it, it seems like something that would be useful, and that was, it's, a uh, we're all paying gold now, and it's useful, it's just useful to have. Ah, okay, because if it's official military, we have people that will cast that for you. No, we, we head out in the field, and so being able to communicate oh, back. Oh, I, a scroll of sending. Yes, ah, yes. we have those, yes. Uh, were we also discussing a, uh, scroll of the tiny huts? Uh, that's true. We were talking also about a scroll of tiny hut. So tiny. And yet so very comfortable for all of us. It's very strange. <laughs> uh, Alright, so you are looking... What level spells are these, Joe? Those are all third. Sending uh, tiny hut and uh, sending and remove curse. Uh, they are 300 gold apiece. Okay. I'll fork over 900 gold. All right, she takes it and then goes over to a uh, safe and casts a small spell and opens the safes and deposits in there. Counterspell. If you would like to counterspell, let me know. Things will proceed apace. <laughs> no, thank you. All right, what else? I believe we'd like to turn in some of the magic items we found and mm. then potentially see what that credit can get us. Are they, uh, have they been identified? They have been. 
only by the finest identifier this side of the desert. <laughs> which which desert is that? I, I identified them. They're 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 all completely identified. Here is the report. I hand her over a piece of paper for each item we're interested in turning over. Oh, excellent. I see you filled out the proper forms for these. That makes uh, it so much easier. Uh, I'll need you to sign this so I can countersign in your presence. Yep, I sign all the pieces of paper. She signs all the paperwork after you. And uh, so in order to make this a little easier on your DM, because there's a whole cornucopia of items out there, what items of a specific similar rarity are you looking for? So just to clarify for ourselves and for the viewers, the two items that we didn't have a use for are plus one leather armor. Mm -hmm. I had four items that you didn't have a use for. Paige, uh, go through the list, please. Elven chain, ten doses of mummy rot antidote, bracer of flying daggers, plus one leather armor. I, uh, I think, I think the elven element. chain is useful for us to keep, I think. so. I, I'm okay. actively actually wearing it. Yeah, okay. elven, elven chain is very good for our party. Okay. Okay, so it was and the bracers of daggers, leather armor. What was the third one? The mummy rot. The mummy rot. But we may not want to get rid of that right point yet. Hmm. Yeah. <coughs> it's so suspicious, right? It's so suspicious. Like it says I'm sure it'll never come up. It's so suspicious that I want to hold on to at least a one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in game, I guess even Victor would be suspicious. I mean, Victor is a PC. He doesn't even know I exist. I mean, he's starting to get inklings. I think. So, Paige, what are, what are the rarity on those two items? They're both rare. Yeah, They're both rare. Okay. I I would also trade in these boots of elven kind, which are uh, uncommon. Uh, for okay. something useful, like you know, like one of them pearls of power. I hear so much about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we do a running business in Pearls of Power. Oh. I actually have a uh, a girlfriend who's a sea elf who pr provides a lot of them. Uh, really standard uh, boots of elven kind. Yeah, yeah. Here, I I, I sure stick my foot out and well, okay, I take them off, put them up on the counter. She looks at him like, mm, "Yep, no, I know, I know the fella who makes these." All right, fair enough. Hang on. <laughs> you do. Does he know where his work ended up? <laughs> I mean, probably not. Although, yeah. I mean, this is not a style he's used in a couple hundred years, at least. Oof, I've got bad news about one of his old customers, then. Huh. <laughs> where'd, you, where'd you find him? And on what kind of person? Probably um, on the thief, we think, right? Yeah, we think it was the corpse of a rogue or perhaps some sort of ranger or... A sneaky barbarian, maybe? Huh. Where? The middle of the swamp. They had somehow drawn the ire of the dragon, it appears. No. By the middle of the swamp, we mean in the dragon's lair, is what we mean. You recover a body with it? Uh, we buried the body. Yeah. Well, we body left? The body. Uh, took all of its magic items and then reburied it. 
I mean, if, if it would have had any kind of identifying markings, we would have taken them, obviously, right? If it had, like, a metal or something. No, I mean, there was, like, metal buttons and left, but nah. uh, not Neither. not really, or, like, wooden buttons and also left. But, I mean, obviously, you can do things with a skeleton. Mm -hmm. I right. mean, maybe you can't. People can do things with a skeleton. Oh, my. <clears throat> I think we just buried it. Okay, yeah, I think you did, too. Uh, yes, you can have a Pearl of Power, Andrew. Now, does Mira want a Pearl of Power for its magical effects or just because it's a pearl and she likes the ocean? We'll, we'll bid it column A and column B. <laughs> I was going to say, why not both? A, a why not both? Fair enough. <laughs> I also don't know what other good items there are for druids anyways. It's tough for druids. I mean, Staff of Healing, obviously. I think that's out of range. Nope, it's uh, a, I mean, not for, for the uncommon it is. Uh, but for rare, it's not. That's for rare, a, it's not. Uh, we did briefly discuss treasure after session last time, and the items we were looking for, in addition to the Pearl Power, uh, were a Cloak of Displacement for Wildfire, which is a rare. Uh, and then Sylvia was looking for a Lux Stone, which is an uncommon. Oh, if you want a cloak of displacement, you're going to have to bring me a big displacer piece for three. <laughs> Those things I can't hold on to. Well, yeah. I lent mine to someone expecting to get it back probably 15 or 18 years ago, and I'm still waiting on it. <laughs> oh, My you need a luck charm, do you, Seder? Uh all Look, right. I do not need any additional help getting lucky. I would just like a little bit of help uh, here and there with some other I'm you know, unrelated things. Not cast an aspersion, sir. Uh, what you got in trade for it? Uh, as we previously said, we have this uh, very fine plus one leather uh, and these bracers that daggers pop out of that uh, surely someone would find a great use for who is not us. Just Sadly, the Luxone is uncommon, and these two items are rare. Yeah. Well, maybe she, she can throw in a uh, bag of holding, maybe, because I think it's also uncommon. That is. So the Bracer Flying Dragons is rare. Dragon Flying Dagger is right. rare. Yes. But right, the, what is the armor? The armor is uncommon also or rare? rare? Yeah. Also, also rare. rare. Well, so maybe and we the, can get like a. Uh, it is uncommon. So she hands you a. Um, Rabbit uh, I feel around for the stone in there. Oh no, it works the same way. Okay, uh, I mean that's a favorite. It I wasn't very lucky for the rabbit. That's the point. With a bump, I don't get it. Someone explain it to him. So uh, since we're since we're trading down rarity types, any chance she can also throw in a bag of holding with that uh, deal? Or perhaps a uh, very pointy uh, longsword that our uh, barbarian could use? Uh, I do have a longsword, and I do have a bag of holding. Uh, I tell you what, for both of the items, for the armor and the bracer, I'll, uh, I'll give you not only the, the rabbit's foot, but uh, I have a green steel weapon that'll work fine for your boy, and, uh, and a good bag of holding. Sounds excellent to me. All right. She uh, heads back and like she has to go unlock a cage mm -hmm. and go back and rattle around and comes back <sighs> blowing the dust off of a 
kind of a, a it's technically a longsword, but it's on the short end of longsword. And it's uh, it's made out of a greenish steel, and the uh, hilt guard looks like leaves of ivy kind of growing around it. And they look almost like alive alive. And she looks at it, kind of tests the balance, and then offers it to you over her uh, forearm. Uh, I'll, I'll uh, take it and kind of uh, do a couple of test swings on a, a dummy that she's got in her shop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is nice. It's got an exquisite balance, and the leaves actually, like, they look like they're alive and they're soft like they're alive, but when you try, like, banging them on something, they instantly harden up and protect your hand. And uh, I'll I'll take the the longsword that I've got out of my scabbard and kind of hold it up to her. I won't be needing this then. Ah, but some new recruit will. And Blade <laughs> needs work anyway. It is the finest craftsmanship my village could handle. That is original tribes work there. No, I recognize that. I'm just saying the blade's been nicked by hard use. You've certainly gotten your uh, use out of it. Well, uh, all yeah. right. When you hit it with it, hit a dragon with it a bunch of times, yes. it to happen. Oh yeah, I see the acid score. Uh, all right, uh, and she goes and dig, digs back, and she comes back with a sock, a white athletic sock about this long, <laughs> with two blue stripes up the end. She's like, ah, nobody wants it because it looks awful. I take it. She like puts it down. Great. Looks like a sock. <laughs> awesome. As long as it magically holds things, I'm unconcerned. <laughs> it does. I, I swear, I think it was one of the uh, leprechauns pulled it up as a as a hoax. Is it at least a clean sock? <laughs> <laughs> Not particularly clean. A little grimy. It's a problem when you enchant items; they maintain their state forever. <laughs> so if you enchant a grimy sock, it's going to be a grimy sock forever. It's true the way it works well thank you I'll, I'll, I'll take it um not obviously like whoever wants to hold on to it I don't care I pick it up I don't think any of us are fighting you for the Grammy sock wildfire <laughs> <laughs> that holding it pretty sweet is all I'm saying at least no one's gonna steal it that's true that's true so my friends um I would greatly appreciate some money so I could scribe all these scrolls. You mean this stuff. And uh, I will take out a fairly sizable bag of gold. And trade bars. And trade bars. And just hand them to you. Excellent. Yes, this. This will work fine. Six, 605 gold pieces. Or, like, really all sorts of denominations. I don't know. No, I just need uh, 450 for the scribing, so... Okay. I give you 450 gold. Excellent. Or really, I give you a giant bag of gold. How much do you give me back? I give you back. I give. I take only take 450. Okay. I'm not going to steal from you. That's not That's not who I am. Uh, you are my companion. I will not... I don't... I would, I would steal from someone, not you. Like, any person who cares, but not, not mm. one of my friends. I turn around and say, also, can I get... Uh, reagents appropriate for scribing three, three, three scrolls, please. 
Ah, yes. <laughs> uh, I see you've got the money for it right there. Indeed. You wouldn't download the scroll. <laughs> so she actually brings you a um, a small vial, like a thimble-sized vial of uh, magical ink. She says, this is unicorn tear ink. It's good stuff. Ooh. And uh, we've got our finest elf-made uh, 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 vellum as well. Excellent. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. So with what we're doing with these, shouldn't we get reimbursed for this? That's uh, not really the way we work here, because we are a chaotic good country, not a lawful good one. Oh, no, sorry. I was just asking. Uh... Anyways. If, if we are successful with curing the griffins, I would imagine that we can convince Alistair to give us some money functionally mm-hmm. to yeah. reimburse some of our expenses. Maybe we should try one out first before you scribe all of them. Well, uh, I mean, like, two of them I got just because they're useful, right? The yeah. remove curse is the one that I'm unsure on, but I'm still going to take a chance on it because having remove curse is useful in general, yeah. so. I mean, the, yeah. If we we could buy it another scroll remove curse and you could just try it right this second, um, maybe it's urgent enough. We'd be it'd be a good idea to save the ten hours until you can cast it on natural. Well, the problem is, is like she would need to have a second scroll remove curse, and she felt like she only had the one. She said she had a couple, but yeah, she had a few. Oh, yeah, I mean that's probably that's probably worthwhile then. Um, I mean, I'll split the cost. With somebody. Yeah. How, wait, how much was it again? Uh, I think it was... Right? Yes. I'd like to chip in to buy one just to keep this keep, keep this party, party going. I'm also worried about the Griffins. Sure. <clears throat> yeah, I'm happy to cast one right now if we buy a second one. Yeah. And I'm, then scribe I... it and then come <clears throat> back and, and remove Curse a bunch tomorrow. And it'll be the next couple of days because I only have uh, some number of third level slots. So... Well, yeah. There's been a sudden influx of pearls of power. <laughs> I have one. I, yeah, I mean, can you attune more than one? I don't think you can attune to multiple of the same name. I don't think so either. Mm. So I have. I already have a pearl. So I can cast, let's see, I can cast three base, and then I have my wizard ability, which lets me get back a level third spell, three spell, and a pearl power, so I can do five in total per day, um, leaving with no third level spells afterwards. Mm, which is kind of risky. Yeah, but, you know, probably okay. worthwhile if we could... Because there are, what, 11 griffins, page? 12. 12, right? So we'll do... We do one today. It'll take us two and a half more days, in essence. Or maybe we buy the last scroll to kind of round it out. Well, let's not put the cart before the griffin. Yep, uh, indeed. If we are able to procure the, the scroll, uh, I think you said it was 200 gold, or th- was it 300 yeah. Okay, I, uh, Victor's willing to pay 100 of that, and I think... I'll chip in, too. Two other yeah. people are going to chip in. Um, yep. And we want to go to the dragons. Or the mm-hmm. griffins. <laughs> I mean, maybe they're, maybe they're transmogrifying into black dragons. I mean, you said they were kind of greenish around the feathers. Orange. 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 Oh, okay. No, that's not very dragony at all, is it? It's just disgusting <laughs> and we'll keep hurting the tieflings within um, screaming distance 
Okay. Most of the most of Citadel or of uh, Fortress Galandar is within screaming distance. It was built with that, in fact, on mind. Well, you know, make it so we can rapidly respond to their changing condition. Yep. I mean, after this, I I'm gonna go and get Goose and just be with uncomfortably close to the uh, Tieflings at all time. Stare at them unblinkingly. I mean, only in a way that a lizard folk can. Right. Uh, and primarily, I'm sticking with the one that was listed in the letter or the the scribe. Listed in the scribe. No, the, oh, or no, the scribe the, was specifically the, called out in the yes, letter, letter yes. so I'm sticking with that one. The rest I'm less concerned about, since uh, they did seem, don't seem to be the primary target. They tend to kind of group up. Mm-hmm. That's uh, fine. But Garneau is the one who is the scribe. Right. Like, it gets really awkward when they have to use the restroom. Like, I mean, I it's not there. like that. But... Oh, no. Like, uncomfortable. Like, I don't go in with him, but I go outside the door, like, just uncomfortable. Still talking? Mm-hmm. Talking to them the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> Boss is going to hell. Did I ever Either that or just, or just lizard folk have different... Uh, oh, no, it's definitely different social cues. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about the time we killed a dragon? <laughs> that just happened, Ross. Just and happened. I'm going to tell them a lot. I flee the scene, wherever yes. it is. I'm. After uh, all, you are the uh, Fintir Vutha Darastrix, the Black Dragon Slayer. Damn straight. So uh, most of us approach the Griffin enclosure. Yep. Okay. Well, I mean, you walk across to the. Let me just. I do not actually have a picture of the air griffy air air the griffin airy ron that's fine i mean you set the high bar for yourself do you have to hold down a full-time job as well yeah i think she probably has a griffin airy for healthy griffins and mm-hmm. by us not healing the griffins we're just delaying the cool picture Noted. Sure. 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 Is inspiring. That's on us as heroes. All right. So you trope across to the headquarters building, climb the stairs, and it's like six flights of stairs. Like it's a lot of stairs. Uh, And get up to the Griffin area uh, where you are greeted by Lariel Duharlet. <laughs> uh, Lariel Duharlay looks at you and says, Oh, you're back. I see. She's a half elven woman of moderate stature, wearing uh, leather armor. She, she, there's a, she was polishing lances when you walked in. <laughs> and uh, she gets up and walks towards you. You notice that she is missing one of her legs from the knee down. It does not seem to impede her in any way. So, Lariel Duharlan sees you come up. She's polishing a wooden lance. And uh, she, her face lights up. When she sees you, she's like, Ah, Kieran is doing much better. That's great to hear. Yes. 
I don't think she's back to full health, but it's the the best I've seen her in a while. Well, we haven't given up. Our companion Wildfire is going to give it a shot. Okay. Uh, obviously, I'm a little concerned about what anybody's doing next to these animals, but you've proven that you can do good things for them. I'm... I'm really I mean, not supposed to let anybody near them, but I don't suppose it'll hurt. I mean, they're literally dying. Correct. I must also say, though, that uh, if we are going to treat them, we should know everything about their history. Is there anything else that we should know about their condition or their treatment lately? Uh, there hasn't been anything that's been different lately. There's nothing else that you haven't told us that we should know? <laughs> no, I'm desperately interested in getting these birds well as soon as I can. Have any of the new recruits been very interested in the Griffin writers in general? Oh, yes. We always get a passel of them that get very interested in the, in the Griffins because they all want to be Griffin writers. And it's usually a, uh, a good idea to... Uh, to uh, let them acc acclimate to the Griffins fast, because some of them see them and it's like, whoo, you got a big beak, and then they're never seen again. Mm, I see. There, I see. <laughs> are, are there any that have been coming back, you know, daily to see them? No, no. Are there any that are, like, assigned, like, Griffin food duty where they got to schlep the food around? No, I handle all their food, especially since they're sick. So, all right. And if we remember last time, both myself and Goose have eaten their food today. For yes. what it's worth. No ill effects. I yes. didn't have to yes. do any con checks at all. But we did know that it's a long-lasting, uh, slow-release poison. So we need to make a con save tonight or tomorrow morning. We'll know. All right, fine. Twist my arm. I will come back and eat their food every day. Sounds great. Goots is like, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hell yeah. In fact, Goose kind of is, is pulling, trying to get closer to Lariel. I mean... <clears throat> I will go over and carve goose some more off of the spit or whatever it is that they've got it uh, hoisted up on because they've got it like hung from yeah. up from the ceiling, right? Yeah. And In once again, room, though. cut it, give him, give goose half, and I'll take the other half. Delicious. All I'm imagining is like a gyro or shawarma, <laughs> <laughs> just shaving it off. Yeah. Like, like an apple peeler, so you can just kind of eat fruit by the foot on one end, and yeah. that's the dream, really. I, I don't yeah. know if y'all have ever seen how like charcuterie is made, but it's 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 like that. Yes. You take the blade and you just you gently rub it across the surface of the meat, and a delicious sliver of delectable meat comes off. It's it's pretty great. All right. No shark cootie I ever heard of. <laughs> okay. I will go. Uh, Paige, I will pull out my spell book and I will ritually cast detect magic and I'll take a look around. Okay. Uh, Lariel watches what you're doing very carefully. Mm -hmm. 
I would. I mean, I would inform her that I'm. I'm going to cast detect magic because I have some suspicions. I'd like to verify. Yes. Uh, she. She looks a little nervous, um, but lets you do it. And you notice that all of the griffins light up at least faintly, mm-hmm. which is a little unusual. Uh, but as you start sweeping around, you notice that um, Lyra has a few pieces of equipment that light up. Uh, obviously, your companions light up like a freaking Christmas tree. Uh, and there's there's no other magic in here. Okay, I'll go and check their food and their water source as well. So their food, uh, nothing. It, actually, some of the medicines that they have in there for the griffins come back as magical. Sure. Um, and there's not actually a water source here. Because they're up high, so mm-hmm. uh, it's not like there's a there's a trough of water. Mm-hmm. But, also, not um, magical, I assume. No, there's actually a faint magical sheen in the water. Hmm. How are you going to play it? Are you going to make it obvious you found something, or? Yeah, I mean, wildfire is not the master <laughs> of subterfuge. Someone's <laughs> poisoned the well. Did you know this oh, water is magical? Boot. The Did what? you know this water is magical? Uh, magical? All, all of this water. No. All right. Up the trough. Let's, let's no. see if we can figure out where it's coming from. Logically, the next thing we got to do, Ross. So wh- when you fill this mm-hmm. trough with water, what do you do? Well, I I didn't, actually. Uh, you did. So I have Who a... specifically did? Well, it's it's been... Uh, several different people over the last couple of 10 days. I have a dedicated staff of Griffin keepers that don't fly, but that, uh, that help with the animals. And then we always pull, you know, volunteers from around or some of the recruits to help haul water up six flights of stairs. Right. So it's the recruits. Excellent. Um, Where's the water coming from Paige? Uh, You're not quite sure. So when we specifically asked you if the recruits had been helping with the food, you just said no, but it, it's actually yes. Why well, didn't? Are you asking me or are you asking Lariel? I'm asking Lariel. Well, I didn't think about the water because we have to have water hauled up twice a day uh, for cleaning and for uh, feeding the griffins as well. But they don't. Recruits never touch their food. Okay, well, let's dump this water for sure. Um, I mean, we should keep a sample of it. Yeah, she says. Definitely keep some. Uh, we should let Mira will... Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Mira will just pull a vial out and scoop up some of the water and cork it and wrap it in some kind of curious, stretchy, waxy material. Done. If- if only we had someone who specializes in taking water samples. <laughs> the parafilm you're using? You mean um, Mordenkind's magical parafilm? It's <laughs> TM? An en- yeah, an endless roll that Mira just makes bigger and bigger balls of the parafilm just to throw around. <laughs> Like, do you know what I would pay for an endless uh, <laughs> box of parafilm? Oh like, I would have paid thousands of dollars in my graduate education. So good. That was for other magic item pick. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> In yeah. the film, like, I'd take it. I, Sadly, I think you have to attune it, like... <laughs> That and a pipette that never needs calibrating and is pr- always perfectly clean. Paige, that's Perfect. two of your magic item slots. I'll find a tune to that shit in a heartbeat. <laughs> this, is, this is why grad students <laughs> learn pessimization. Yes. <laughs> oh. <sighs> okay, so... Miralachi takes samples in triplicate. Excellent. Then we should dump the water and we should get a bunch of water transported up here. No, I won't have it transported. She says, you you stay here. I'll be right back. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. You probably are needed here guarding the Griffins. Fine. In that case, I want you to go find uh, the druid named, uh, let's see, Brielle Durafil. And I want you to bring her up here. How big is this uh, trough? It's about horse trough size. I'm going to pick it up from one side, kind of drag it over towards the opening, and... Out she goes. Out it goes. All right. How many many gallons did you say this trough is? I don't know. Probably 40-ish. Give or take 15%. Are we bringing Braille here to magically produce water for the Griffins? Yes. Or okay. once Roz puts the trough down. No, right. no, they're Sorry. not going anywhere near it. You might as well push the damn thing out the window. Roz, do not push the trough out the window. I look out the window. I mean, but she said. I was being metaphorical. Do we have another uh, trough? No, but I have some, uh, I have some buckets. That'll work. A military trough. Do we need to name the system? <laughs> So she goes and gets some um, tin buckets. Hey, buddy. Mira will line up the buckets. And assuming that there's about at least 10 buckets worth, 10 gallons worth of bucket. Oh, yeah. She will will clap her hands three times quite loudly. (laughs) And they will be full of water. Like fresh water or seawater? Like (laughs) 32,000? Fresh water. Hard or soft? What's the calcium carbonate? Uh, and this is actually like distilled water. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. RO, uh, purified, yes. yeah, millipore water. Mm-hmm. Got it. Does it give them a digestive bonus when they're drinking <laughs> so that uh, they can they can get a better food buff? It tastes marvelous. Uh, yeah, we've we've all drunk RO millipore water because we wanted to anyway. Um, okay, you're a much better anything than a window. How about you? There we go. Uh, um, wildfire. Uh, you detected the water's magic, which is excellent. Um, is there any sort of aura or something you could get off it that we maybe could use as a further clue? Can I determine the school of magic page? Um, necromancy. Okay. Uh, that's not ominous at all. Shocker. It's probably fine. That's the best flavor for <laughs> Hey, Roz, could you go get Alistar and bring him here, please? What am I supposed to do with this trough? This is as, as it, he still is contemplating throwing it out the window. Just put, it, put it back to, down. Put it over there. Fine. And then I will go and get uh, Alistar. Mm-hmm. 
Perrin Alistrara. Yeah, yeah, I call him Alistrara because it's much easier. Like, it's a standard Aglarondian name. I mean, he's a pirate. You should just be Piarin. Right, but I'm sure if I wanted to said, hey, Alistar, he would respond. All right. Uh, I go and get um, the scribe. Will you four come with me? Oh, sure. The halflings follow around. What's <coughs> Garno comes over. He looks worried. He kind of always looks worried. He says, what's what's going on? What's uh, what's the deal? I saw somebody dump a whole bunch of water out of the building. Don't worry about it. Just stick with me. All right. So the tieflings kind of trail behind you. Lindress, who's kind of the, the larger woman with the one broken horn. Well, most of them have a broken horn at this point. Uh, also has picked up on Ross's attentiveness and like lets Ross lead and she's pulling up the back and uh, is kind of following with uh, an air of military formality. Sure. I mean, yeah. Ross does not have any of that whatsoever. He is just like, you come with me. <laughs> come with me if you want to live. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. All right. So, Perrin Alistrara, you end up in his office, and he looks up at you and says, Oh, Stripes! How you doing? <clears throat> I find myself babysitting the tieflings, but your presence is needed in the roost. He is, uh, his, he drops his grin and his face falls and he looks very concerned. Did we lose one of the griffins? Has one of them died? No, nothing like that. Wildfire has found evidence of magic in the troughs. In their water? We think it, well, I think it might be better for Victor to explain the situation to you. All right, uh, off we go then. Come on. And he shoes you out of his office, shuts the door, locks it, and then uh, strolls with you across the courtyard. As he does, he whistles. Um, he uh, gives a hello to a few people walking across the courtyard. Very jovial, very friendly. Yep. I'm actively spotting for assassins. Just, <laughs> I, I feel like I should say. <laughs> what was that? I'll need a perception check then. Sure. Habit of there's one. And there's one. You do not Oh god, there are assassins everywhere! You do not see any assassins. <laughs> uh Paige, while he's going to get a parent, I will go approach one of the sick griffins and in I will inform the Griffin Keeper of my actions. This is uh Lariel. Lariel. Good lord. Sorry. I don't have that screen is not big enough on any of my monitors currently. <laughs> uh, I go, uh, I tell Laryl, I think I would like to try to remove curse from one of the griffins. I think it might remove the affliction affecting them. I uh, give it a shot. She's like practically hovering over your shoulder at this point. Mm -hmm. Mira, so Mira will come in and assist and sort of keep a close eye on the uh, griffins' vitals. <laughs> yep. So I will, I will go forward to... I'll have one of them move to... Are they all in their own individual cages? They're not in cages. They're kind mm. of like in... Stalls? They're like in horse stalls, but, you know, where horse stall might be five feet tall or six mm. feet tall. These are only about three or four feet tall. 
Sure, sure. So they're each in their individual stalls. So I'll pick the closest stall in essence. Okay. I'll go up to it, pull out the the bonus uh, remove curse scroll, and begin chanting the spell okay. uh, upon the uh, griffin. The griffin uh, hisses at you uh, kind of half-heartedly. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lariel yes, immediately moves over to kind of uh, put her hand around its beak and kind of mash its head up against the outside of her thigh to get it to calm down. Sure. This one is, uh, he'll take your fingers off. Well, I do need all of my fingers. Thank you for holding it. And as the spell completes, my hand will glow briefly and then I will lay it upon the creature and then the glow will kind of suffuse the griffin. All right. The glow suffuses the griffin and the, uh, what color is the spell magic that you use? Oh, normally red, fiery kind of. <laughs> okay. So the the healthy orange, red, glittering, golden sheen of fire courses through its feathers and it hits kind of the orangey sheen in its feathers, which is kind of like a sickly, toxic, fungal orange. And it kind of has to push at it a moment and then burns it away through its feathers. The, uh, the Griffin stands up immediately begins coughing and then starts to snap at you. Excellent. <laughs> and she's like trying to hold the back <laughs> completely unprepared for this sort of response. Just the reaction I was hoping for. Oh, that's wonderful. Can you do the rest? Not today, but maybe, uh, once a uh, parent arrives, he can, uh, assist with that. Uh, what, uh, what spell? What spell is that? Remove curse. I want the druid. She could probably do it as well. Well, once uh, once Roz gets back, we'll we'll send him off on another ma- errand. Uh, Mira is removing curses. One of the strengths of uh, druids. Um, I don't think so. Actually, depends on the druid. It is. Yeah, uh, not in my school certainly. It is Cleric, Paladin, Warlock, Wizard for PCs. Mm. NPC spellcasters do not have to follow those rules. Uh, I care not for how you break the rules. Andrew, I was going to say druids don't have schools, but in your click case, that is that is <laughs> specifically not true. And in fact, the NPC is a druid that also has levels of nature cleric. But is this druid you keep trying to bring in? Is is this the one that failed to notice things like the water is poison before? She hadn't really looked at them. We thought they were sick, and she doesn't know much about uh, griffin biology, and so they didn't really even consult her. So, Paige, I'm going to go invest. Well, we're I, I don't on. even think she was here at the time. She had been out in the field herself. So we're waiting on Roz to come back. I will go investigate the old trough that was used to see if there's maybe something inside that was causing the water to become magical, like some kind of like bijou or something laying on the bottom of the trough. Sure. Yeah, I look at the bottom of the trough check. An investigation check. Why don't I? Why don't I do that? Sounds I'm great. just imagining that it is down, splattered all over the floor, down the tower, along with all the water that was poured out. It might be. It might be. I'll. I'll... Well, I was going to say, I was, I was come help you out. So. Oh, well, you, sure. You can do it of your own accord. Uh, yeah, with an, ele- with an 11 investigation, I mean, looks like kind of a damp wooden box. 
I'll take that assistance. This is the assistance roll. Oh god, I rolled so bad. <laughs> Why did we let you investigate anything? <laughs> I'm really good at it normally. Yeah, you are. Normally, he says. Hmm. Uh. Well, mm. I guess we'd have no we'd have no reason to doubt Wildfire's investigative skills. No, that's their downfall. Sorcerers are well known for their investig. Oh, you're not a sorcerer. Like I'm a whoa, wizard, I'm pretty good at it. Some fucking fighting words there. <laughs> I don't see anything. Perhaps it was added later. Certainly, we should destroy this trough just to be sure. And don't is burn still, it, is, destroy it. Is there any? Uh, not like now. Sure. Is there any other kind of magic still upon it, Paige? A very faint residue. Okay, so is it fading slowly? I swear to God, if y'all throw that trough out the window without me, I'm going to be so upset. <laughs> One, you know, I wonder if we should throw out the window. Two, three. <laughs> three. <laughs> like, the way it would work is that we would be, he would be coming right at the like top of the stairs when we yeah. run out. So Crash. <laughs> I, mean, I hate you guys. There's a chance when we throw it out the window, it'll fall and hit the culprit. You know, because, <laughs> because, of, because of karma. That's you know, how that works. I was going to bring works. up how we didn't look down before we emptied out all that 40 gallons of water, and that surely ruined somebody's day. Poisoned water all over. <laughs> <laughs> there is some new recruit that is just like, worst day ever. Don't worry, there weren't people down there. That was just the kitchen garden. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so terrible. Thus is the beginning of the downfall of the fortress. Mm. Well, probably. So, um, has uh, Ross returned? Ask Ross. He's here if he wants to be. I'm coming straight back. So, okay, I don't, unless there's something delaying me. No, no, you're right here. How many assassins did I kill along the way, Paige? That's all I'm asking. Well, you didn't see any with your roll of only 17. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Uh, I I open I the mean, door and escort. Those are rookie numbers. You gotta, you gotta learn to get those numbers up. It's Thirty or nothing. I know. Right. Know. Uh, Ryan, so I open the door. Ryan White. That was for you. And uh, escort Perrin in. Okay. And uh, he immediately goes over to the Griffin that is uh, still standing behind Lyriel and growling at Wildfire. And it looks at Lariel with like big eyes, and then looks at Griffin and looks at Lariel, and she's like, "They they healed her." And he's like, "We we've got to get this. Which which spell was that? Remove curse. It's a curse. It's a curse." Hmm. He uh he narrows his brows. That's enemy action. Well, so the the note we showed to you mentioned the uh, uh, intent of taking out our Griffin Riders. So I believe that was intentional. I am somewhat concerned, and I kind of look around and realize there's no one in the room that I can currently force to leave the room, so I'll kind of shrug and say, <laughs> I suspect the enemy agent arrived with the new recruits, maybe taking their place of one of them during the attack that occurred as they were trans tr coming here. Uh, parents expression darkens and uh he says i don't mind a straight up knife fight in a back alley with say 
but this kind of stuff is dirty, and I take it personally. His whole pretense and, and accent are gone when he says it. Yeah. Well, at that case, perhaps I'd better be talking to all of these new recruits and seeing where they come from. There's a few in the infirmary. Uh, we have uh, a couple clerics here. Mm -hmm. They are not particularly skilled, but they know something. I'll send them up for the uh, for the birds right away. Excellent. Um, now that we know it's a curse, is there any chance it's mun mummy rot? <laughs> Perrin <laughs> looks at Wildfire like he has no fucking clue. I don't really know what mummy rot does other than kill you. Mira holds up the six pack that we got. <laughs> we could try one of them. It doesn't feel like mummy rot, but okay. I've been keeping them ice cold. But I've never seen mummy rot on a griffin before, so... But, let's be honest, wouldn't parts of them be rotting off? Isn't that the whole thing that mummy rot does? They just seem to be, like, lethargic and pissy. Like, not exactly rotting, eh? Uh, it's more for, like, an enervation effect. I can't argue with that. I was just, you know... Curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the GM gives you a bunch of potions of remove mummy rot. Everything looks like mummy rot. <laughs> Fair. Uh, someone could make me a. Is this a mummy rot? Check. I mean, I have Arcana. Yeah, Victor will do it of his own accord. Since I was, I asked. I will confer with Wildfire before he rolls, so he has advantage. Good lord. Whether he remember. wants it or not. <laughs> With my advantage roll. Oh my gosh. I cannot roll any dice today at all. Victor? That's the one yeah. thing I don't like about roll 20 is you cannot get that visceral pleasure of taking your dice and like <laughs> yeeting them out into Spalding Road. Well, that's, what it, that's what it needs today for sure because my dice have been off all day. I mean, Paige, if you wanna if you wanna help me throw Joe's computer out into the middle of the street, it's <laughs> true. It's true. Let's not do that. Sadly, though, what, really, what you need to throw out it would be like roll twenty servers out in the middle of the street because <laughs> they're the ones who are providing the randomness. Yeah, Perhaps. and I, I we like should discuss our plans to sabotage roll twenty servers off air. <laughs> yeah, let's ex nay abotage say. <laughs> I, I love me some roll twenty. Literally, the thing I don't like about it is that I can't throw my dice. This is a monetization opportunity. I mean, don't you think people would be willing to pay twenty bucks to hit a button and have one of their you know hard drives or whatever? Just <laughs> <laughs> Only if they provide video of it. <laughs> like, I mean, like you push a button and then you, some pixels happen on your screen. I want to see actual video of a slingshot <laughs> of that thing, like across the Grand Canyon. For another tw extra twenty, they'll give you uh, a uh, video feed. Mm. Roz, could you go get the druid, please? And which druid would that be? Uh, her name is, uh, her name is something. Brielle Dorothel. Yes. Mm. Do we know where she is? Aye, she's with the wounded in the infirmary. Right then. And I'll turn back to the tieflings. Come on then. And well, kind of, like, herd them out the door. I mean, if they're here, they might as well just stay here. You're going to you wear out those stairs at this rate. <laughs> you can move a lot faster without them and... 
Yeah. I just can't imagine you're forcing a pregnant tiefling woman to go up and down six flights of stairs over and over again, you monster. Why don't you leave the tieflings here and just you go? Fine. You can take and uh, I'll, I'll go down the stairs. I, uh, you know what? Uh, just for uh, buddy system, uh, Silvio prances down the steps after. Uh, Paige, with an 18 arcana, did Victor have any inklings about mummy rot? Uh, it is definitely not mummy rot. So All with right. mummy rot, uh, what? Yes. Things fall off like uh, rot happens. Like, yeah. so, it out. Uh, <laughs> it's the yes of I called it. Yeah. Your hit point maximum reduces every day as things fall off until you die and turn to dust. Gross. Sounds bad. Gross. Uh, Alright. Um... I'm pulling up a name here. All right, so Coda, you head over to the infirmary, which is on the second floor of the quartermaster's building. With Silvio. And, you know, all in all for the, what, up, down, up, down, fourth time going up these steps, like, I'm, I'm starting to feel a little, like, building up a little bit of a, a, a workout here. <laughs> yeah, your Fitbit loves you, man. Silvio's little hooves, it's like those things were meant for going up and down mountains, though. <laughs> Indeed. So you get over to the infirmary and you uh, meet the healers there. One is a woman who calls herself a druid, and that is Brielle Durathil, a half elven woman. Uh, the other person there is an androgynous figure, figure who calls themselves Algariel, and they are a priest of um, Corellian uh, Larathion. Okay. Uh, so I'll go up to the woman. I'm looking for Brariel, the druid. Well, that's me. Uh, what is your problem? Are you sick? Mm, no, but your presence has been requested in the roost. Oh, no. Are the griffins all right? Has one died? Right. I keep forgetting to start with that part. <laughs> no, they're fine. But the... The keeper has asked for your presence. They're not, uh, they're not exactly fine. They are sick, and uh, we were hoping, perhaps, as a druid, you might be able to uh, be able to assist with the sickness. Perhaps you would be done with it. <laughs> right. They haven't gotten worse. If I were to be precise. If you were to be precise, what? About the state of the Griffins. Ah. Good luck. I'm not very good at explaining these things. Will you just come with me, or come with us? Please, please come with us, is what he is uh, meaning to add on there. And I just had bob my head as if, like, uh, putting a period at the end of that. Uh, Algario goes and gets uh, several items that they think they'll need. Uh, Brielle sees to several patients and then talks briefly to an aide. And then they uh, say, well, where to now? The roost? Let's go. We know our way there. You don't have to uh, escort us. Yeah, but we are going back there already. We should just go together. It will be fine. This way we could have a pleasant conversation along the way. All right. 
This time I'm actively not spotting for assassins. Except uh, I am. Just not here. I'm actively spotting on the you tower. Ain't. I'm actively spotting on the tower for any assassins. Very concentrated spot check. Okay. Alright. It's like the Hydra on the side of the river. Um, now we're going to get assassinated somewhere else entirely. <laughs> all because you didn't look. Yep. So, Brielle seems to be a, a relatively unflappable woman with iron-gray hair, back in braids, and uh, dark skin. She's a little half-elven, just like everybody else here. She seems very pleasant. Uh, Algariel is, I mean, kind of elf-like. They're sort of mysterious. Uh, they don't talk much, but when they ask questions, they're always really good ones. And when the pair get all six stories back up to the top of the roost. Uh, Lariel practically breaks down in tears when she sees them and she points at Wildfire and says, remove curse, remove curse. It's not sickness. It's, it, it's a curse. And Brielle and Lariel kind of look at each other and it's like, curse? Yes, they've been cursed. Their, their water was treated with something which was transmitting the curse to them. We have replaced the water, and as you can see, and I'll gesture to the healthy griffin, the one that I was able to use a scroll of remove curse on is now very well. Um, I could certainly prepare some more additional remove curses tomorrow, but I did, sadly did not have the spell prepared today. Mm. Uh, Brielle goes over to one of the griffins and talks to it briefly under her breath and then kind of picks it up by the head and looks it in the eyes and uh, hums. And in a moment, a burst of brilliant leaf green energy swirls around the beast and it stands up and starts looking around. Its tail goes up in a curve. And Lyriel does, like, a tear runs down her face. She's like, I haven't heard that noise in so long. I can see why that would make you happy. What's Algaril doing during this? Um, Algaril is going to check the trough. And they uh, actually have, like, a, a long silver, almost looks like a chopstick. And they're kind of poking around in the trough. What you doing? I'm looking to see if there is something here that might transmit the curse to befoul the water, or if the water was, in fact, fouled as it was put into the trough. That is kind of strange. I don't think I've ever heard of such a thing before. Unfortunately, we are up against the nation of Thay if they have become interested in us rather than their own internal politics. And mm. the Zulkir's of Thay are extremely skilled in all sorts of... Skullduggery? Inimical magic. Inimical mm. magic. Uh, they start looking around and they take the, the silvery kind of probe and poke at the bottom of the trough and sort of dig it up. And uh, a purplish glow, faint, starts to seep from where the wood has been parted. Mm. Mm. Looks like that's the source of it there. Hmm, I must have missed that. A purplish glow, huh? Well, I had to remove the wood facing on top of it. Mm. It looks like the, uh, 
whatever this is, I'm not getting very close to it at the moment, uh, was put into the wood and then perhaps it was mended to uh, seal the crack. Paige, I'll take a look at some uh, magical detection. Uh, it is, and actually you notice that the interior of the crack has been coated in lead. Huh. Do you notice the lead here, I'll say? Whoever did prepared this was very well prepared. Yes, clearly. In a short distance, the inimical magic could radiate enough to foul the water, but not enough to where a spell could pick it up very easily. Wouldn't someone have needed almost unfettered access to the trough to set something up like this? Mm, I don't know. If they knew what they were doing and had practiced it and had fast hands and knew the mending cantrip, maybe not. Yeah, it seems like something I could probably accomplish in like 18 to 20 seconds. Algeriel just turns around and looks at you, and they have a very neutral expression on their face. My hands are very fast, is all I'm saying. <laughs> they look at you with their deep gray eyes and just kind of tilt their head. But the I know eye. Mending, I'm just saying. it's. <laughs> I have some of the prerequisites. But I'm not a bad guy, so it's fine. They blink and uh, continue their exploration. Cuffer gents. Uh, yes. <laughs> Perhaps. You know, we would have found this much earlier if we had simply taken the trough and shoved it out and it would have fallen down <laughs> and broken and then it would have fallen apart and we would have seen all this. If only we had done that, right, Rats? Ah? Ah? It's not fair. <laughs> Riel goes to another griffin to perform the spell again. Hmm. And after one more casting, she says... That is all I have for today, but I'm sure the goddess will see fit to give me more spells like that tomorrow. I will, I will prepare as well, and hopefully we we will be able to deal with the remaining griffins. Mm -hmm. Algeriel turns around. Unfortunately, I have not prepared Remove Curse today. It's not something that comes up very frequently, I suppose. Well, if, if we all prepare tomorrow, we should be able to cure the remaining griffins tomorrow? Hmm. Riel says, the only reason I have a couple of them racked is because I've been dealing with a plague of red caps north of here for a long time. Hmm. Well, then I think we have a plan for the morrow, certainly. I'll turn to uh, Perrin and say, whoever did this had a great amount of skill, and they knew what they were doing. I agree. I think tonight while the recruits are sleeping, someone should sneak in and uh, disconnect the soul from their boots in a <laughs> you know in an annoying but non-obvious way. And then when they show up, we see we see whose boots are mysteriously fixed, <laughs> and that is our culprit. I mean, a fair handful of the recruits have some sort of magic. This is Aglarond. Many people in this area, continues Algariel, many people in this area have some amount of magic, even if it's just a spare cantrip or two. Mm. Victor, you might catch a cobbler red-handed. That's true. Well, I guess we'll have to go with your, with your spell, Mira. Would it be a peach cobbler? Because I've already <laughs> 
delicious. If they're uh, black like cherry they're, cobbler, mission accomplished. Larry hmm. says, "Well, I'm not leaving here. I'm sleeping in the area tonight. I'm afraid that if somebody knows that the Griffins are getting better, that uh, that they'll come come for him again." And Perrin gets a smile, and it's it's not a nice smile; it's a nasty smile. He's like, "In that case." We'll just have to kill one. And Lyril just kind of like that for a moment. He's like, not for real, of course, you ninny. What we'll do is we'll put the word out that uh, one or two of the griffins have died, and we'll carry a suspiciously large lump to the griffin graveyard. Seems like a plan. We could certainly carry this trough out. Mm. Well, the trough is not... We can break it down to be griffin-sized. Ah, that'll work. Uh, I'll uh, send up a stretcher and a tarp. Uh, the Griffin Graveyard is outside the castle on a little rise just to the east. Excellent. I don't know that you've ever been there, but uh, Lariel, you're going to have to look uh, look real sad. Matter of fact, you're a shitty liar. Just stay here. I've beaten you in poker too many times. <laughs> just stay here. We'll say you're overcome with grief and nobody can come visit you. Very well. Roz, if you'd be, do the honors. I pick up the, the trough and just smash it upon the ground. Once you do, uh, Algariel steps forward. They hold up one finger and they say, if you'll pardon me just a moment, please. And they pull another silver long probe out and holding them delicately in their hands, they uh, pick up this little metal thing about the size of a finger like that mm-hmm. and uh, pick it up with these silver probes and uh, hold it up to where they can see it and says, I'd like to keep this and do a little studying. Uh, I look at the thing. Does it have a scarab? Um, like what kind of like, what does it look like? So uh, you go over to look at it and Algarus kind of like peering at it as well. It looks like a rotting first digit of a finger. Oh, interesting. Like you can see a, a fingernail mm-hmm. and some grisly bits that might have been meat, and it pulses with kind of a weak purplish light. Gross. Huh. Fascinating. That certainly indicates Thay to me. It's just their style. Indeed. This is practically a calling card. Practically. Brielle gives uh, Lariel a hug and says, you be distraught. Uh, I tell you what, I'll personally set up a guard on the stairs and tell everyone that uh, because of my friendship with you, I'm not letting anyone through and that I'm providing uh, sustenance for the Griffins tonight. Less one. And Try and keep the Griffins quiet. You said that they were making happy Griffin noises, which might give the ghost away. Ah, Lariel says, I think maybe I'll give them a touch of sedative. We do it sometimes when we have to travel with them or if there's too many horses around. Horses make them bonkers. Uh, I'll give them a little sedative and overfeed them, and that'll convince them to lay around and rub their bellies, if nothing else. Very well. I will uh, leave my familiar with you this evening. His name is Hewitt. He's very well behaved. And uh, if you need something, if something untoward happens, just certainly alert him of it, and he will be able to communicate with me. What form is Hewitt in? He's an owl. 
uh, all right, have him roost up there. Of course. He uh, goes and actually, it would do best if he would see to clearing out all the other birds, bats, snakes, spiders, frogs, rats, and other little critters that have been known to come up here either to visit the griffins or snack on their waste or their food. I'm sure he'd be happy to. Good. Would <laughs> you mind if I took that to my quarters? And I'll point at the, the iron cage, the, the baby griffin cage. Sure, Lyril says. I'll give you anything you want at this point. <laughs> we don't have any eggs hatching right now, so we won't need the baby cage for a while. Excellent. Well, then we should. And I'll look down at the mess of splintered wood on the floor. Get this situated in a yes. appropriate fashion. Uh, bury it with all due ceremony, says Perrin. And uh, I'll stomp around looking appropriately growly and uh, inform, send a message to Sila to inform her what's going on. She's out in the yearwood. There's a elf thing going on. Oh, and Perrin will need a requisition for two spell scrolls of third level to re recoup us for the expenditure. Oh, yes. And I'll let... Uh, Yell know that uh, if we've got any scrolls of remove curse, that uh, they're to be given to you post-haste. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, I did forget. Perrin, I will need to come and speak with you later about the tribe of lizard folk that we made contact with. Yes? What about? We have reported back to them, and further discussions may be needed to forge the alliance that we would be looking for. Ah, see, that sounds like the exact kind of thing that I'll send my second-in-command out for. Because she deserves that kind of thing. Tell her to avoid the brain dishes. I'm I think she's a vegetarian, so I think that'll be easy enough. There's she... nothing funnier than sending out a vegetarian to talk to lizard folk, right? She may <laughs> want to bring her own food. Oh, no, I'll tell her that's very rude. I kind of look around at why everybody's kind of, well, everybody, why wildfire's giggling. I don't get it. Aaron waves his hand. I'll let you explain it to him, he says to Wildfire. Indeed. Well, I'm going to go back and begin copying the spell into my book. It'll take a couple of hours, and then I'll need to rest to memorize it. So We can um, get this pseudo-corpse to the graveyard. I assume Priel is familiar with the ceremony that will be necessary? Yes. Uh... Shit, that means I can't stay here and guard the stairs. Uh, well, I mean, if it's simple, I... you can tell us. No, no, I, they would never send a griffin to be buried without uh, an appropriate priest there to bury it. It would be odd if they didn't. Uh, I will send a couple of my acolytes to guard the stairs to make sure nobody comes up to the rookery. Then Girl? we should get about it. All right. So it, it there's we have a montage of turning uh, s 
rolls of stuffed hay and a couple of like old beef leg bones and uh, the remains of the trough <laughs> into a suitably griffin-shaped lump. And in fact, Lyriel goes and gets a bunch of uh, feathers that they've shed and uh, puts a few that are sticking out so you can see griffin feathers sticking out and then puts a few where they'll intentionally fall on the ground so that it looks really griffin-like. And uh, sends it, gets y'all set up, and then sends you back down the stairs. And it's probably like nightfall by that point in time. It's been a long day. Uh, and uh, you, uh, Brielle goes with you. And she says, the, uh, the Griffin graveyard's over here. They're actually buried with all the uh, due respect we'd give any of our uh, rangers, our foresters, if they fell. And uh, sure enough, you know, there's these little... Um, actually, the tradition in Aglarond is that a headstone is shaped like a U. So it's like a little arch, but it's, you know, it's an arch the size of a headstone. And there's these little arch-shaped headstones there with... Many of them have fresh uh, flowers wrapped around them. Some of them have just dried vines wrapped around them. And uh, she's like, we're going to have to dig a grave. And uh, so you set to digging a grave, which is mostly a Ross and, Ross and Victor thing. And uh, you get the, the griffin buried. And she makes it a point to, like, put it into the grave with the tarp still on it so it's never really exposed <laughs> at that point. And uh, she gets you to cover it back up. And she stands at the grave and speaks for a few minutes about the sanctity of life and how Eldath sees it as a circle, which is why the gravestone is a loop, because the other half of the loop is, you know, theoretically underground and it's life and death and all that. And uh, she, it, it's, a, it's a moving ceremony. It's, a, it's appropriate to the, to the, to the bird. And uh, as you start walking back, uh, it's just another night in the woods until an arrow goes right by Ross's head, like practically skimming. Actually, let's see how close. Uh, uh, no, wait, wait. I think I've got plus two against this. Mirror mm -hmm. <laughs> will, will exclaim, I Assassins! Yeah, it's a <laughs> shitty shot. Uh, and it just like soups right by your head. Mm -hmm. And that's I... all we've got for this week. Uh... <sighs> 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 Fine. I'll murder people next week. <laughs> Do I at least see the assassin page? You can tell me it's fine. You forgot to ask to look. Specific. I did forget to actively spot while digging this grave. You'll have to find out next week on Feats and Fables. <laughs> I say smiling so you can see my tonsils. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, with that, I think I'm echoing on your mic. You probably are. I probably am. Uh, with that... Thank you, everyone, for joining us on this particular adventure. Big shout out to my Seven Days to Die folks. Thank you for turning, tuning in. I saw several of you on here. Uh, also, big thanks to Bolonio, Atten, Commander Root, Dan Goyette, uh, Grifordia Lurks for Lurksing, and um, Kurgosh for showing us 
uh, not only here, but helping us out getting our, our timing breaks on YouTube. That's very kind and we appreciate it. Uh, if you can, please follow us on Twitch, subscribe on YouTube, support us on Patreon, that'd be lovely, or at least like us on iTunes. Uh, you can find us at Feats and Fables on each of these platforms. Roll20 is our virtual tabletop. Our music is by Kevin McLeod at incomptech.com as served by Roll20. This music can be licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Uh, our maps are made... Uh, actually, today's maps were uh, two-minute dungeons. How long did it take you to make those? Oh, I didn't make these maps. Like, oh. the the map for uh, Fortress Lurindar is two-minute dungeon map. <laughs> About like five I, minutes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Thank the, you. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, this map actually is really cool. It's from uh, uh, Two Minute Tabletop. And uh, I am on their Patreon, and they have a lot of great maps. Like, if you need maps, go go there and get them. Anyhow, that's our show this week. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.